As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe, a podcast all about comic book movies and television. Uh, I'm your host, Reese Williamson, uh, and joining me tonight are... James Hunt. And Jack Cunningham. Hello. Um, so uh, we thought we were go- we were we would mix it up a bit this week. Uh, we've just recorded our Black Adam um, Patreon only uh, uh, big old deep dive. Um, <laughs> There's not a much, not much of a deep dive into that movie. It's more of a, more of a paddle. James, we're trying to goose the Patreon stars. <laughs> what are you doing over there, man? <laughs> uh, it was a deep deep dive. I think we went about four or five hours. You know, all my my AirPods had to be trashed sort of several times i think joe you know joe had to go and he had he actually had another he had a third child during the recording that's how deep we went on uh, on black adam big dense movie that uh, that we all liked a lot no um so uh so um james was james was driving the old bus on this one and reese pants are going to drive the bus on this one uh, and joe is going to be our, our gorgeous color commentator throughout um, so we are. We've, it's been a while since our last news episode. You know, we did a news app in um, at the end of uh, September. So we've had a whole month, whole of October, whole of October for news, uh, and then a, a good chunk of November too. So we've got lots to talk about. But but but, um, I thought we would start with. Uh, wait three, wait wait wait! Th- important impo- important point of order. We've agreed. We've agreed pre podcast. That we have veto. James and I have veto power on at least one news story each. So if, <laughs> if, if Reese has deemed it newsworthy, but we are like, no, that, we cannot discuss that. We'll tell you that it's happened. We, we've informed you, the listener, but we've killed it dead. And I, I suspect the reason that Joe is feeling like he wants to gamify the the podcast record we do about comic book um, stuff, uh, particularly, is because our first segment is Joe and James. In particular, are going to talk about the new game Marvel Snap and how much they've been having a good fun time. <laughs> um, no, but, but actually, before that, we're going to talk. We're going to give some brief, uh, spoiler-free thoughts on Black Adam. Uh, and again, if you want our, our deep, deep, deep five-hour-long chat, then subscribe to the Patreon, you cheap bastards. Uh, and then we're also going to give some similarly brief thoughts on um, on the first season of She-Hulk, which again, we've you know, me and James particularly have covered a lot, uh, but aware that um, the the regular feed has only had uh, a little preview of, of the first episode. So, uh, so yeah, Joe, why don't you um, briefly run through uh, your Black Adam thoughts? Um, I think in a in a year of not very good superhero media. This was 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 maybe my least favorite of all of them. <laughs> wow, it was okay. very very that's so harsh. I thought, you, that's even harsher. You you, you you kind of you dance around that in the actual Patreon that we did. But that's, you've I gone in. You've gone in. I, it's 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 up there with Thor: Love and Thunder. I think Thor: Love and Thunder is <laughs> up there at the bottom. 
Yeah, it's down there. It's down there with Thor: Love and Thunder, which is like obnoxiously bad and like in your face bad. Whereas I think Black Adam is just monotonously bad. Um, I, yeah, I, I, there was I, I have very little positive to say about it other than Pierce Brosnan is a very sexy man. James, I'm happy for you to speak for me on this. Uh, we, we we speak with one voice against <laughs> Joe on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I think both of us had a pretty good fun time with it, you know, acknowledging that it was maybe not the most complicated um, of movies. I I found simple joy in seeing a load of D-listers from the JSA hanging around with The Rock, who just sort of spent the movie walking through walls and chucking people over the horizon. I thought, <laughs> that that is a good enough time for me to spend, you know... 46 pounds or whatever it costs to go to the cinema these days that's basically what the rock as well does like on set and, like, and he's at crafty i imagine that's sort of he's that's the same vibe he just walks <laughs> his way through walls he throws like you didn't get the the cod i wanted he throws the guy into the sun i had as much fun with that as i had with any marvel movie released uh this year or last year with the exception well, with the exception of, uh, exception of spider-man and you've gone way bigger than you did on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Just, well, we've, got, this, to, we've yeah. got to teach the debate, Reese. <laughs> yes. This is really brilliant. Yeah, I, I guess in a, you know, in a way, is what you're saying that when you when you give people less less time and space to make their comments, their comments are bigger and spicier. Ha! Huh, who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, Twitter.com. Let's all get verified, baby. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so I thought it was. Our Patreon, notably cheaper than a month of Twitter verification. <laughs> Just think about that. Yeah, you'll be a verified uh, Cinematic Universe patron, and we, we, we'll, we'll send out a tick to you if you give us an address. We'll yeah, in fact, if you pay us $8, we will stop tweeting completely. <laughs> and that's official. We'll get, that's, uh, that's an official statement. <laughs> should we, should um, we add that to you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, we'll stop tweeting. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun rock vehicle, uh, and it was, although there's a good run in, in the Patreon app where we go through all of the incredibly rip-offy elements in the movie. I mean, I think it's a movie with, like, not a, not a single new idea, but I found the, there was novelty in the combination of some very, very familiar familiar pieces. Um, like a like a good jigsaw puzzle when you've made it, you know? Um, <laughs> and and She-Hulk, I, I will start on She-Hulk season one. I was I enjoyed it the least of the th- of the three of us, uh, and to the point where I was getting bored of my own sort of sucky opinion um, on the, the the patron apps that me and James mostly did on those because Joe was busy having uh, a she hulk of, of of his own in that he had a baby he had a small baby um, a strong strong like hey I bounced that, I bounced correct? I bounced back in the in the end right I I was on the last three you or did, so, you did. I think. You got your um, your gamma injection, and you were hot on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I'm dri- when I'm driving the car. Um, so I, I really didn't like it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was it, it had the shape of a sitcom, but without any of the. And I don't mean they were bad. I mean they didn't have any jokes or sort of comedic characters or comedic dynamics. Um, and then and then yes, the last episode was fun and very quirky, but uh, was not the finale of any show that I'd watched for the previous eight episodes. I uh, really didn't, didn't enjoy it much at all. Um, James, what about you? I liked it the most. I acknowledged that there were lots of problems with it. I agree with you about the having the shape of sitcom, but none of the underlying superstructure of it. Um, however, I really liked She-Hulk. I really liked Tatiana Maslany. 
I really like the sort of comedic dynamics that they did establish between her and Bruce. So occasionally that mattered. And I thought the finale was interesting, if not 100% successful. Um, I think Marvel TV still has a long way to go, but this was one of my one of my more enjoyed shows. Yeah. Um, I thought that it it, it hits um, it, your voice. Just, your, your voice just broke, so that's, that's just falling out. Fair. <laughs> it hit some very low lows early on, um, but I think it. I, for me, it redeemed itself enough in the last three episodes, and sh- it kind of showed a more interesting version of the show. Um, and 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 I think probably landed on some more interesting ideas in those last two or three episodes that kind of justified the approach they were taking. Um, and, and I was much more on board with the idea of seeing more She-Hulk by the time we got the, to the end of that run than I was midway through. Um, but yeah, well, I didn't find myself like running to watch the next episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think certainly that that final stretch of three episodes, there was a couple of... I thought the, the premiere episode was solid and there was a an episode with... Um, a magician and Madison um, <laughs> mm. in, early on, which was really good. So yeah, I think I think it had like some of the best and worst individual episodes of Marvel TV. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Since since they got going, but it was never like as boring as stretches of Moon Knight could be, or it was mm. never uh, it was never. Yeah, it was. I think soldier. Yeah, but I think when it because well, I I think it did have some fairly incompetent episodes, and I think that, it had that some... wedding episode was pretty incompetent to be fair. Yeah, and I think it had like for me, it never really overcame the shit CGI until it started actually poking fun at it in the finale. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I like I never got mad at it. I don't think I was never like like in a way that like some of the other Marvel shows that I think have been so baked into other projects and bringing back characters that you knew before and bastardizing them and you know making strange creative decisions like um I never I never got I never got to that level of anger or boredom with She-Hulk that I did even in its lower moments and yeah uh loved the Daredevil episode and loved the the way it brought stuff together at the end even if I don't think the big conceit of the finale was totally successful it was interesting and it had it had strong moments and yeah and tatiana mazlani is fantastic so many more of those thoughts if you're if you're late to watch and you want to watch along with us or you just want more detailed thoughts episode by episode um that is one more time uh, patreon.com slash cinematic universe and that's three pounds a month and you get all those bonus episodes uh, and you also get our Black Adam episode. And then in the coming weeks, you'll get Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which opens tomorrow when we record. Um, and I suppose the Guardians Christmas special, that's a few weeks out. Uh, and then the, the the MCU, the Disney Plus TV train um, kicks off in the new year as well. So constant stuff on there uh, and, and fun stuff like um, 
uh, Werewolf One Night as well, which is is good. I don't care what people say. Uh, so okay, that's that's enough of that. Let's talk about Marvel Snap. It's taking the world by storm. Uh, I downloaded it a week ago and played it for five minutes last night. So I'm not exactly an armchair expert, but um, I know that you two have been playing it a lot more. So let's just uh, James, James, just tell tell us what it even is. It is a, a Marvel themed deck builder. Um, with a massive array of characters and locations drawn from the wide history of Marvel comics and um, cinema. Um, it is a, enormous fun. And Why? Why? <laughs> why? Because in addition to the interesting mechanics, like every card has its own special ability, and every location has its own special ability, and you compete with another player to try and win the locations by strategizing around the the scores and the power of each different card but for me that what takes it to another level of being fun is that because these characters are all familiar things to me and the locations are all familiar things you create these small little narratives in your head um it's it's a bit like reading a sort of procedurally generated comic in that in that way. Um, that sounds terrible. But no, no, it's really good fun. Like I had generate comic. No, thank you at all. I had this really fun moment where I was playing a game and I won a location using Cable and Apocalypse together, which you know, in a sense, those two are mortal enemies, but they <laughs> they came together in that moment to to beat you know <laughs> Odin or whatever, um, and I like that. Earlier, I was playing a game. I I won the round by having Electra kill a squirrel, one of Squirrel Girl squirrels, and that won the game for me. I thought that was very funny as well. Um, that sort of thing, for me, is what takes it an extra level above those normal deck builder things. Also, mobile game, very easy to play without spending any money. That oh, cannot be stressed yeah. enough. I've played for probably... Ooh, I don't want to put a number on it double figures of hours since i downloaded it about four or five days ago and uh yeah let's say 10 um or 99 between i have not yet spent a cent on it i probably will because i'm an idiot like that but you don't have to (laughs) what are they what are they what do they sell you uh they sell you alternate art and and more credits or whatever like it's progressing through your collection faster yeah nothing nothing you need to play the game Joe, and I'm guessing you have the exact same interest in this as James does. What you love about it the most is when uh, Cyclops does a kiss with, I don't know, Lady Punisher and fights <laughs> against uh, Daredevil. Same exact thing for you? This game's like crack. Um... <laughs> oh, so it's drugs. Okay, I get it. It's drugs. Cool. It's it, it's intensely addictive because uh, like uh, all of the stuff that that james has just said absolutely stands like it is a it's a and you know i'm i'm absolutely certain that this is like any of the any of the really well constructed like game like addictive mobile games that i play which is i will be intensely into this for a period of time and then like wordle it will be something that I'm like, I used to do that every day and sometimes I'd wait until midnight to play it. What, like, why did I spend all those hours on it? But what I really like about it right now is, yes, the gameplay is super fun. The, the uh, you know, I I don't play many card games. 
but the the way that this is constructed does seem genuinely quite smart where there is like fun in constructing different like decks of characters to take to have your you know fights with uh, with other gamers but then mm. um but then like actual strategy that you have to that you, that you can employ based on the locations that get revealed in front of you and based on changes that might happen to those locations as you play um but i think what you are alluding to is the the like beyond the actual gameplay i love collecting things um <laughs> i i like my my other my other mobile game of choice is pokemon go which i have never turned my back on i'm still going <laughs> um well you don't want to take your back on pokemon now that's when they jump on you you've got to be careful uh so just to, <laughs> just like so you know in my pokedex i have uh, caught 743 different species of pokemon uh, I'm on level there aren't that many. I'm That's a, a lie. I'm on level four. There's 151. <laughs> I'm on level 41. I've got I've got some shinies that I love. Just looking at some recent shinies. Got a tentacle recently. A Litwick. Uh, got an Onyx. I love my shiny Aerodactyl. So you know, like I love all that collecting crap. Um, in, mm. in in the in Marvel Snap, not only do you collect the cards and like you actually progress through them pretty quickly in terms of adding lots of new cards to your deck, but obviously. You know, as we know with Marvel characters, they can keep adding them and keep doing it and just keep, just, just keep going and adding more and more stuff to them to collect. But then also, like, you can get variants of each of the cards. So there are, like, fun, like, um, there are baby variants of the cards with Scotty Young mm-hmm. art. And then there are pixelated variants and um, uh, old man variants I'm seeing here. I haven't got one of those yet. Um, and then what you also do is you can upgrade your cards as you go along, and it doesn't have any impact on the gameplay, but it's just a fu- like it's the fun little collectible elements of the game on top of this, which is that, okay, I've got my Abomination card here, and if I collect enough of the two various, two little collectible elements within the game, I can upgrade him so now he bursts out of the frame of the card and now the card becomes 3D and then it becomes slightly animated <laughs> and then you can have a shiny logo and then you can have fun edges and then the, the entire card can c- become shiny and it um uh, yeah and that really appeals to my um yeah my like addictive collector um slash nerd brain you know um it's it's so much fun. Like I say, who knows if I'll be playing this in a month's time, two months' time, three months' time. Just looking at my phone here for the remnants of other games that I've got addicted <laughs> to briefly. <laughs> Tennis Clash. Haven't played that for a while. <laughs> was really what was the really. Fuck is that? So it was a tennis game. I'm just going to delete that because I literally haven't played it for ages. Oh, is this is this this is a new segment? This is Joe Live Delete. Apps he doesn't use. It. Okay, <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm obviously my other go to kind of gaming app, I guess, is uh, the New York Times crossword, which I play to go to sleep each night. I tried Matchmasters the other week. I was really into that for like two or three days. Can delete that now. A retro Bowl, great little American football game. It's like playing a... I'm going to keep, obviously keep that. I'll just move that into the keep folder. And then Disney Emoji Blitz had some real potential. <laughs> I come, come, back to, come back to that every so often. Like, I just, I, you know, when I was addicted to that a couple of weeks ago, I got myself a Kermit Emoji I was quite excited about. Um, but yeah, uh, at the moment, it's, uh, it's snap, snap, snap. I love it. Would you recommend it or is it is it a life-ruining kind of thing? Is it... 
is that is that how addictive it is? No. What what's quite nice about it as well is you can just play as many games as you want. Like there's no like you can only play five in an hour. Yeah, there are no rebuild. countdown timers. Yeah, the the games are fairly quick. Like you're talking mm. like two or three minutes to get through a game, and it's more something that you can like. Yeah, just pick up and like idly play while you're waiting for someone to finish getting ready to leave the house. You know, like that's the mm. that's the yeah. It's it's a nice little like break a few minutes of boredom. Or for example, which sit down uh, wee who, time. Who knows? Yeah, sit down wee time is a great <laughs> opportunity to play. Or if I don't know, for example, you're sat on the sofa and what's on the TV is some annoying shit aimed at a three year old. Then. <laughs> Marvel, but you need to be present. Marvel Snap, great. You've been watching. Uh, you've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I really shouldn't be sticking the knife in that. That show came out three months ago and has disappeared in, in all of its existence. But hey ho, it was bad. And Andor is very good. Everyone watch Andor. It's really, really, really good. Andor what? <laughs> so dead air. Dead air. Let's go. Yeah. Go through. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have time. Um, um, we are gonna. I've got so I've got a, a load of news stories. I've got what I've called big news stories and what I've called small news stories, and I've got nine of each. And as uh, as we've discussed, there's a gamification element that can be vetoed at any point, uh, and they're in reverse chronological order. So, um, so the, the stuff we'll start with is the stuff that has been known about for a while, but I still think it's worth discussing. Uh, and the first um, of the big news stories is that uh, Blade. They've things have happened uh, behind the scenes at the Blade movie starring Marshall Ali, and the thing that happened is the director has has left. Um, and you know whether you, you've had these scenarios before with Marvel and with and with the wider Disney stuff, Star Wars sort of uh, Star Wars shuffles shuffles on um, directors fairly frequently. Although you know not for a while, although they haven't you know made a movie for a while, so that's probably why they haven't been firing Star Wars directors. <laughs> they're, not make, they're not making anything. They did. Um, um, so... They did cancel someone's movie, didn't they? Um, a project yeah, they canceled, that was announced uh, has been un- unannounced. They cancelled Wonder Woman director's movie, right? They cancelled Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins. That. Patty Jenkins, Pat- yeah. Patty Jenkins. What if, what if you know, space spaceships? And uh, no, they didn't want to do that. What if, you know, they, they thought, hmm, is there any movie, as we look around 2022, where there's a movie that's been a hit about a fast plane, looking around, can't see one, anything about planes? Can't see one at all. We'll cancel the space planes movie, yeah. <laughs> we will cancel that movie, um... And yeah, so they haven't cancelled Blade, but the the director has moved on. Um, and you know, it's like these stories usually go. We don't really know much of the picture behind the scenes, um, but there, there's been more gossipy stuff um, behind the scenes. That was obviously wasn't part of the official statement. You know, rumours that the that the script was very short, that the script had very little action in it, that Mahershala was very unhappy with the process. Um, and then the other thing that's happened sort of since that, these are the first two stories of Nine Joe. It's not, so this is really, it's more like eight stories. The first two are kind of a combo story, um, is that they've, that's meant a lot, a lot of um, uh, restates of pushback. So Blade, which was going to be coming out September 24, uh, not, you know, that's the year, has basically jumped a whole year to November 23. Um, that's had seemingly had an impact on Deadpool three, which has moved from Nov twenty four to September twenty four. That's that's uh, you know, not that not that big a jump. Fantastic Four's been pushed back. 
to Feb 25 from Nov 24. Um, and then Secret Wars um, moves from November 25. To, I mean, it's it's almost ridiculous we're talking about these movies that are so far away. But, you know, they'll come out and we'll we'll do a podcast about them. Um, so, yeah, I wondered, uh, you know, James, do you have any do you have any thoughts on, on, on this? Does this make you less more or less excited for, for Blade? Were you excited for Blade in the first place? I think we're just we're too far out for me to have any real opinion on Blade. Like as far as I'm concerned, I would rather they make the right movie than the quickest movie. And if they if they feel like the star and the director weren't getting on, it's better to nip that in the bud now. Joe, so here's some important context on Blade. He only costs one energy, but he inflicts <laughs> three damage. And here's, okay. but here's the interesting thing. His, <laughs> his power is that he destroys something in your deck. Like, so you sacrifice... And obviously what's happened here is they've tried to play their blade card. And what's happened is it's gone... Yeah. Wiped out the director. Yeah, yeah so. I feel bad for Bessam for Tarek. He, you know, he's just, he needs to get his Marvel Snap game up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, he, so he Harrison should, Ford... <laughs> Harrison Ford has joined the MCU. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving on as uh, as the new Thunderbolt Ross. He's replacing um, William Hurt, who uh, died, so he wasn't going to do it anymore. Um, I, I find this story interesting. You know, so he's, they've announced this is weird. This is really it's weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And let me let me tell weird. Everett just start off by. I don't have the Thunderbolt Ross card, so I I, I don't I don't know the <laughs> Ooh, analogy the bit here. Is over. The bit uh, is over. <laughs> um, it's weird that this character who doesn't have any like demonstrable links to the Thunderbolts, other than he's called Thunderbolt Ross. Who I guess it, I, I think if you put a picture of that yeah, character, he's led he's led the Thunderbolts. Yeah, but like it's not like he's it's not like he's intrinsic to the idea. It's not like no. you need to have Thunderbolt Ross in a Thunderbolts movie, and no. it and I, I think if you put a picture of the character in front of most MCU fans and go, "Who's that guy?" They'd go, "Oh, that's the general character who was in that thing," or yeah. "He's the guy with the like general General Ross, right?" Do you know he's called Thunderbolt? Oh, is he? Oh, right. So that's why he's in the Thunderbolts, then, is it? That that seems to be the only reason. And then to so then to go, okay. So yeah, very sadly, William Hurt passed, so he can't be in this movie anymore. So we need a new actor. Do we? Why? Why does it have to be Thunderbolt Ross? Like it, it. It feels very odd. And then it feels like an odd choice for Harrison Ford to be coming in fresh to the MCU as this character who's been around for I don't think Harrison Ford comes in fresh to anything in his life. <laughs> I, to, I want to say that up front. He's, he's a guy who, who, you know, who wakes up, who gets out of bed particularly fresh after 12 hours. And <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it just feels, it feels odd from his perspective as well to come in and be like, yeah, the, the, the new face of a role that people didn't really care about. The, he's one of those funny. Place. He's one of those funny actors who has been shit talking being famous or being in big movies since he was thirty five and he was Han Solo. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Just want to fly my planes and 
but like he, but he, he actually takes loads of those roles, and he's done it all throughout his career. And in some way, it's sort of the pace of that has like hastened a bit. In you know, cow, you know, stuff like Cowboys and Aliens, Ender's Game, um, you know, that one with the dog. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> not not that one. But you know, he's he does strike me. You know, the lady doth protest too much. He, you know, he's in the fucking, he's in the, he's in Rise of Skywalker, right? He's like, I'll only do this if they kill me off, and then oh, too late. Yeah, I'll fire pop up. I'll, yeah, I'll come and do a bit on a where there's a lot of water, and I'll talk to my son or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, he's he's, and this has a, this has a bit of a. Not Craven's too harsh, but you know, I just don't know that William Hurt was going to be in these movies because also the story is not just that he's in Thunderbolts; it's also that he's going to be in Captain America. Um, so you know, I just, I just, I, my gut is that William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross was not going to be in these, or at least not with a sizable role. And what happened is William Hurt sadly died. You know, too, too young. He wasn't. He wasn't like you know. He wasn't Chadwick Boseman age, but he was too. He, he died sort of tragically early, um, and and. Feige's like, well, okay, you know, Harrison Ford's a, you know, he's a pretty, he's a, he's a big star, one of the biggest, you know, in, in my opinion, he's maybe the the greatest sort of, the, you know, the, he's maybe my favorite movie star. You know, him in those indie movies is pretty unbeatable, in my opinion. And there's an opportunity there, and let's beef the role up. And then again, if you're Ford, you know, indies, you know, I, I don't think he's going to make an Indiana Jones movie after this one. Uh, he's not going to make a Star Wars movie, but you know. That Marvel cash, and you know, I'll be the sort of I'll be some elder statesman figure, and I can, you Two know, and maybe I can also, I can also do some Red Hulk shit, right? Turn me into Red Hulk. I'll do a motion cap. You know, that also seems weirdly like an easy way to continue to be because in the comics, listeners, he's also a, a Hulk, by the way, um, the, the character. And so it's, I, yeah, it just all feels quite calculated on both sides. But that also doesn't mean I'm not excited. Um, but it's, yeah, uh, that's, that's my view. You know, that's a good point, actually. Just, I don't want to spend too long on this, but if they were going to use the Red Hulk in Thunderbolts, that would be a good reason you had to have General Ross. And then if he turns up as the, like, rent-a-villain that Captain America apprehends at the start of that movie, that would explain why he's in both. So, maybe, maybe there's a reason, yeah. You know, there's interest, it's interesting that there was a lot of speculation that Abomination was going to be in... Wait... Wait, is he? Did they announce him with Thunderbolts? No, we no, we speculated a lot. Right, and I, I think I'd read that elsewhere. But it's you know they didn't announce him. He doesn't seem to be in it. And oh, okay, now we have uh, an, a Hulk adjacent character perhaps involved in that team. I wonder whether you know when the William Hurt thing happened, the Harrison Ford thing happened. They see a they just can swap out a big old guy who can transform into a um, Tim Roth is not old. That's he's middle aged. That's actually that's a bit harsh on Roth. He's a middle-aged guy who turns into a big, you know, CGI blob. Let's 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 swap one of those guys out. Um, but yeah, I'm actually after saying, having said all that, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Harrison Ford is is just amazing. He's, he's he's amazing, and I think Indy Five could be could be really good. Do you th- um, so I I you know I think Harrison Ford was one of one of the great movie stars of his era. Do you, do you think he's brought that to other stuff recently? I guess Rise of Skywalker had that... It it had moments, but I, I find that difficult to judge as someone who's not really interested in um, in Star Wars. But like, do you, do you think the last decade of Harrison Ford has... Can you still get excited about him turning up in something? I don't think Harrison Ford has the necessary engagement to bring the level of charisma that he is capable of in most of these movies. 
Ah, come on. Like, he's there for nostalgia's sake. He knows it. You know it. Just enjoy it on that level. If he brings anything new to this performance, I will be stunned and happy. But realistically, what you're watching there is the memory of Harrison Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. He's like bodied him. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of what I was... That's kind of what I was getting at with Harrison Ford, though, which is you so often feel his disinterest. Yeah, he's like Bruce Willis in the in the latter part of his career, where you're just like, he doesn't really want to be here, but he's Bruce Willis, so he's bringing the memory of John McClane with him. Except, well, except I, I, I think he's, and I know you're not Star Wars guys, but I think he's he's he is amazing in. Uh, in Rise of Skywalker. What's the first? What's no, the first no, one? no, not the third one. The first one. Yeah, the, Force Awakens. Yeah. Force Awakens. I think he's he is he's he's the heart of the movie, you know. But but he is, and the movie is works because of him mostly. Um, <laughs> and he sh- and he fucking showed up, and he he did he said that he did the thing he said he you know he said he never wanted to do really and go back. He went back and he was great and he showed up. He did the work. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, and, you know, I think it's, you, you know, you, one remembers that Star Wars and then Indiana Jones and of course this, it's, you know, these are all now the same people, you know, the same conglomerate at least casting him in this stuff. Um, and I, yeah, I could see Indiana Jones 5 being, being special, you know, and actually, and, you know, and it won't, he won't, of course he's not physically the same guy he was 40 years ago. I'm not physically the same guy I was four days ago, right? so. <laughs> Um, but um, I can see it being special. Oh, I just had a fall. Um, I fell in the bar. Another bus. <laughs> no, how could, another bus. This is yes, I wasn't by a bus. I was fine. It was five years ago. Who we we don't even think about. It. I can't remember it. Um, uh, it's it's yeah. I could see I could see part of what we you know part of this is is you know is him in that how good he is in that how you know how how committed and how much he showed up for that has led to this. Um, and so I, I think I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't think I don't think they would have made it if you know he doesn't if he doesn't need the money anymore right how old is he he is but wait we're not um, we're not litigating Indy five we're litigating no no but I'm saying he's eighty years old right he's eighty years old he doesn't need to do any of this shit none of them need uh, to do it Reese they're all richer yeah. than astronauts astronauts <laughs> that's interesting okay it's a Simpsons <laughs> line it's a Simpsons line look it's up. a Simpsons line Simpsons did it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm yes. I, I I think he's got he's got he's got more charisma than the three of us combined. And if we all had like kids who were very charismatic, we all went to, we all joined a band. We travelled around the country. Harrison Ford still beats the whole band charisma wise, um, and that's no drag against you guys. We all. <laughs> um, well, so, I yeah. I think that's a, a range of opinions we have had there. <laughs> sure. Next piece. Okay. Next piece. I'm lost. Um, and, <laughs> uh, Ant-Man trailer they released it they it's did cool. they did it's cool it's it's not what I was expecting even though the the you know the sort of pre-chat on the film was hey you know the Ant-Mans and Wasps um, they they go into the quantum realm that's the movie that's what we're doing they go in there Kang's in there Bill Murray's in there you know getting cancelled <laughs> uh, that's what the movie is and yet the trailer, which is that, still surprised me because you know, and it's that it's that Marvel trick probably of, um, hey, let's you know we'll do a sequel, the third one of these, the eighth time we've seen these characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what can we do to make it look pretty new? Uh, and at least from this trailer, it looks pretty fucking new because the quantum realm looks 
kind of unlike stuff we've seen in yeah i mean you say that it looks Uh, like they're acting in front of a green screen with nonsense on it right okay like i you know i like paul rudd and i like the idea of this movie even i am sitting there going like do i want to watch him stand in front of a bunch of fractal nonsense for two hours like i hope they've got a way to make that landscape feel a bit less abstract and i'm not usually someone who cares about that but in this instance that's the vibe i got of the trailer so the vibe i got from the trailer and also hands up here i watched a like a leaked version of the trailer that played at um it was on twitter one day it was a leaked version of the ant-man trailer that played at d23 i think which was a little bit like darker than this and more focused on the on kang having captured cassie and like putting his like bargain to scott and there was a lot more like footage of like them actively in peril putting um, his what into scott sorry putting his what into scott <laughs> what did i say i can't remember i thought you said putting his bargain to scott bargain bargain putting his bargain to scott sorry apologies it's not a matrix reference yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I guess the the I, I am automatically on board for this movie because I like Paul Rudd. I like the first two Ant Man two Ant Men movies, um, Ant Men Mans uh, more than most people do. I think the se- I, I think the sequel is legitimately underrated. I think the action no. in Ant Man, okay. I think the action mm. in the Ant Man movies is is like a cut above the majority of the action in the MCU and I think Peyton Reed is a cut above most of the directors in the MCU. Um charismatic cast. Um I, I like Catherine Newton from uh I thought she was really good and freaky, so um I'm kind of interested in her as an addition to this as as the third Cassie Lang. And um <laughs> and, and yeah the the some and and, and I am interested more after seeing this than I was after seeing him in Loki in seeing Jonathan Majors as just a a, a scary badass villain Kang uh who we know is going to be important in 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 this next phase of movies um and him being a bigger part of this like that's that's all the stuff that I'm on board with I, I I am a little bit worried by the quantum realm of it all and and it 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 did just look a bit like CG background sludge to me. Um, and that, if that is where all of the action is taking place, that to me doesn't play to the strengths that Peyton Reed showed off in those first two movies where all of the action felt so grounded in like real world items and the fun of turning mm. cars into micro machines and like having salt and pepper pots throw being thrown across kitchens and then becoming big and small again and and like and and you know like i I love the geography that he plays with on those san francisco streets when there are chase scenes and all that kind of stuff and um i i i wonder if that's gonna be possible to do in a in a in a like cg generated world so i yeah hopefully it's not all that or that they've got an actual take on the quantum realm beyond. I think what we saw in the trailer was pretty bland. Beyond Dune. <laughs> yeah. What if it's Dune? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
They have but, they have cloaks now. They have ho- hoodies. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm kind of on board mm. and um and wild to think that this trailer dropped um like almost the very worst week a trailer could have dropped to have a um to have a like oh hey it's bill murray lovely cameo <laughs> in the middle um, it's surprising they it's sort of surprising they didn't cut that i mean you know he's in it for a shot right what you know just for their own sakes just pull that out mm. oh, right. uh, sorry on that point i forgot to say this on the black adam pod and i forgot to say this when we were discussing it earlier absolutely wild to have a Kanye West track playing prominently yeah. like one of the <laughs> yeah. big action yeah. sequences in that I, movie. Th- I thought that actually, and you were like yeah, can we agreed. can we can we just dial that back from the DCP at yeah. this point like is there something yeah. we can do that it, it mm. <laughs> what if what if for that sequence uh, in the movie it, it was like the you know the mummy trailer that they released with the, we just had all the sounds and the bumps they just did that they pulled the song out <laughs> it was just like bzzt, bzzt, ah, ah, <laughs> ew, plump. That would have been good. <laughs> um, okay, are we ready for our next big story, or do you want one from the smallie? You want a smallie? Do them in size order. No, no, no mix it up. So then we've got. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you just the big so far. So, the, oh, so these are the big news stories. I haven't even, I haven't started with the smalls yet. <laughs> um, here's a small one, I think. Uh, you know, James, you might disagree, but it's been a while. So, so this is just the, the, the news that. Armor Wars is now being developed as a film. I can't, can't believe you put this in the small section. What the hell is wrong with you? What the fuck? Can I, can I be peek behind the gun? It was in the bigs, you know, pre the record, this record, it was the top of the bigs. But then the problem was I just started looking at the story and the thing is, there's, there's nothing, there's no detail here. There's nothing else to talk about. It's just that. Yeah, what, what we talk about kind of is that people have finally realised that War Machine is the cool version of Iron Man. <laughs> we we did end up we we talked about we this talked on about a, a on a podcast yeah. in in some capacity. Because yeah, because you were all saying that Armor Wars wasn't coming out, and I was no no, no, no prior, prior, prior to that, and we and we and, I, and I've said to James since then, I can't remember whether me making fun of Armor Wars not existing or be or no one caring about War Machine was a bit to wind James up or whether it was something that I actually <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think we talked about it in the context of Secret Invasion that it feels like there is a there is a level of Disney Plus TV show that two or three years ago, or a, a story idea that two or three years ago was being developed as a Disney Plus TV show and now makes less sense with the direction they're going i think we're gonna see less of the like b-level movie characters bumped down and more disney plus used as an opportunity to introduce new characters and then elevate them up to the movies and certainly take it like i i I think if this was if secret invasion was being made now it would be being made as a movie and not as a Mm -hmm. as a limited series um, and the, and that I that I think is the main motivation behind turning Armor Wars into a movie. Less so, my goodness, we must give War Machine the the the, the movie treatment. Uh, but uh, but also, you know, it's Armor Wars is ready to pop the question. The jewelers at Blue dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's tangential Iron Man IP, right? So, this is what I was going to say, right, is that you could easily position this as the successor to Iron, Iron Man. Man. Put, yeah. put War Machine in it, put Iron Heart in it, Go nuts. Like, those bring two back, together. Bring back Sam Rockwell. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Ben yeah. Kingsley, my why board, not? My board. Do the do him. Do the bird. Make the bird. Actually, the bird's now the bad guy. The board. <laughs> anyway, if this movie the happens, because th- this is the one thing that oh, concerns okay. <laughs> Well, this is the thing that concerns me, right? <laughs> Definitely, if they were going to make a TV series, that's small potatoes, money-wise. But now, now the considerations and the scales are different. So... I think if it happens, I'm going to be very happy, but there's a slightly mm. bigger chance that it won't now. Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, we talked earlier about the, the, the gaps that have opened up in the schedule a bit because of Blade. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this could also be, and I'm, not, you know, and I'm absolutely not just saying this because they would both feature an uh, African-American lead, but you know, this just, there is a gap now in the schedule, and so perhaps there are other behind-the-scenes conversations happening about well you know what if we did She-Hulk season you know She-Hulk season 2 is probably too far along but what if we did She-Hulk season 3 well that time doesn't work on that you know Moon Knight Moon Knight season 2 that you know is a movie now or it's Moon Knight versus um, Werewolf by Night and we you know that's a movie because there's a gap appearing you know you could see you know because that is how these things work it's 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 not as you know I think Feige does a very good job of (laughs) making it look all very planned and controlled and actually these movies you know are get affected but just as much as any hollywood product by all sorts of random shit covid you know actors passing sadly passing away and things getting delayed it's and that's part of the i think that's part of the magic trick as the especially as the mcu has has matured the way that he has made it all look part of the plan to quote uh, a cheeky little guy uh, from another film um uh, whereas actually, it's all it's all the, you know they are flying by the seat of their pants, uh, by the seat of their pants. But also, you know, by design, that's just what Hollywood is, especially movies of this scale. Um, so yeah, Armor Wars, it's coming maybe. Uh, another smallie or a cup, a, a biggie. I've got two biggies that we can combine. These, this is a really big story, so we could hold off on this for a minute. Yeah, you are driving the bus. I'm driving the bus. Okay, we'll do a smallie quickly. Um, Mike, uh, so Secret Wars has a writer. It's Loki's Michael Waldron. Oh, God. Um, is that a veto? Oh, God. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you Just the, the idea that Loki's writers would go on to anything, I don't know. I don't know how those, yeah. that show got written, but let's say the writing was not my favourite part about it. Sure. Um, I mean, this is, this is the, of the two Avengers films, this is the one that has a director of t- attached. This is... I'm going to be directed... But no, sorry, that's... I mean, correct. Sorry. The other one has the director attached. So The Kang Dynasty is going to be directed by Daniel Destin, Daniel Cretton from Shang-Chi. Um, and I think we probably do know writers for that one, although I can't see it here. But but this second film, we've now got a writer. He's a bit. He's clearly a bit of a rising star in um, in the MCU world, uh, you know. Because um, obviously he wrote... Um, he wrote Doctor Strange as well, or he re- rewrote it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if this tells us anything... I mean, this... I'll answer my own question. This doesn't tell us anything about what Secret Wars actually is going to be about, um, but I wonder whether it could tell us anything about who might, who could direct it. Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's it's hard, uh, you know, fairly opaque tea leaves on this one, Joe. I don't know if you have uh, a different thought. 
No, it, 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 apparently he's attached to Kevin Feige's Star Wars film as well. So I think he's probably mm-hmm. just uh, he's a Feige guy. He's always well, he, he was a he was a Dan Harmon guy who's uh, you know become an MCU guy, and he's obviously a favorite of Feige. And I think it's I think to be honest, I wonder whether there is just a case of now like here are our, here are our kind of top ta- here's our top trusted talent in the company. Right, you go on that project. You go on that project. You know that. It's that's kind of how it works. <laughs> hmm. Um, couple of casting, sticking in the small. Couple of casting announcements for the same project. Um, so this one's less surprising, or less. There's less to talk about, which is that for um, the Agatha Coven of Chaos uh, spin-off thing starring Catherine Hahn, uh, Emma Caulfield is returning. Um, which is, you know, I think a lot of people. Th- she was good in that show, but I think a lot of people thought there was more to that character than there ultimately ended up being. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether this casting is kind of a reaction to that, to a degree. Um, well, uh, everyone Paul... just loves Emma Caulfield, right? Because of... No, for sure. She was good in both. And, and I want to say, Emma Caulfield... Didn't she come out as... Um, she'd been diagnosed with a with a, with an illness in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, she's got MS. She's she's announced in the last couple of weeks that she has MS. Oh, well. that's a shame. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that's connected with this story, but but that's that's. She's also been in the news kind of separately for that in the last couple of weeks, which is sad. Um, uh, so that's. I'm not sure there's a ton to discuss there, but the I think the more interesting. Similarly, there's not a lot to talk about, but that Aubrey Aubrey Plaza has also been cast in in um, Covenant Cares, and she's having. She's having a bit of a moment at the at the moment. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching White Lotus. I am. She's, you know, sort of. You know, she's one of the absolute leads of that show. She's really good in it. Um, different kind of performance than stuff we've seen from her in the past. So she's clearly she's clearly on the up. Um, and this, I don't know. This, I feel like she, you know, there's a version of her career where she, she does bigger stuff, and this doesn't feel like that. This feels like she, you know, she's she will clearly be a. You know, a supporting role, or perhaps the villain in this spin-off already of a of a, Mar- of a Marvel show. So, um, but I just, um, you know, your thoughts on that? Are you guys excited? So, I, I I have come around more on Aubrey Plaza in the last couple of years. Um, I kind of thought that she was a very one-note performer for a lot of her career, and I didn't really take to some of the. She she appeared in some bad comedies like Dirty Grandpa and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, uh, which I thought that like her shtick seemed to be almost like God, can you believe I'm in this? And like some uh, some not very good as far as mm. I was concerned indie stuff. Um, I thought she was really good in a movie called Black Bear a couple of years ago, um, mm. where she is she is like. Yeah, she's the lead of that movie, and she's really fantastic in it. Thought she did some interesting stuff in Legion whilst I was still watching that show. Um, so I've come round on Aubrey Plaza. Um, that being said, this this casting feels weirdly just very on the nose, like exactly the kind of thing <laughs> yeah. that you would yeah. expect her to turn up in. And like, I, I, I mean, yeah, whether she is. Uh, a, an ally witch or a, a villain witch like mm. it just feels like that's what she's gonna say i mean who knows maybe it's more interesting than that but yeah it just feels very obvious um and i'll just say on emma caulfield quickly um just that she one of the reasons she was in one division in the first place was she was in jack schaefer's um like debut movie which i think was oh. called uh, something timer was it 
Yeah, something like that. Something to do with time. Maybe timer. Yeah, timer. You're correct. Uh, which I watched after WandaVision and thought was like charming and and mm. um, that Emma Caulfield was good in it. And yeah, just nice, nice that they're continuing to work together, I think. Yeah. Lovely. Um, here's two stories I, I really don't know that anyone has anything to say on, but uh, I thought they were worth an inclusion. So two, the uh, directors of two upcoming uh, comic book films have been announced. They've announced the director of um, the Bad Bunny uh, El Muerto movie, and it's uh, Jonas Cuaron, the son of Alfonso Cuaron, uh, <laughs> who, has, who co-wrote Gravity, and he made a film in 2007 that no one will have seen, no drag on him. Um, yeah, so that's just a little... We've, we've checked in with this strange... Uh, little project and you know all of the sort of Sony cinematic web of Spider-Man characters and IP in a wonderful world of, of Marvel magic um, it's that's that, that that's, they're still they're still going <laughs> they're still going they're making Man and Web uh, it's got kind of a good cost <laughs> that's going to come out this is probably going to come out um, I read some rumour today as I was re- like googling for this show you know Tom Holland may be close to signing a big new deal for more Spider-Man movies who who the fuck knows how this other stuff will link into that? Will it be more linked? Will it be less linked? You know, will they just announce the Tom Holland stuff going forward is 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 you know unconnected from the MCU? Maybe, maybe actually. Um, so yeah, I don't know if anyone wishes to chime in on that. And actually, I'll just I will say the other bit, um, uh, which is which is totally connected. It's the director of, of Venom Three. Um, it's not so. Who directed the first one? Ruben Fleischer. Who did the second one? Andy Serkis. And the third one has been directed by Kelly Marcel, who I, I hadn't heard of. Um, she's, 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 she's like Tom Hardy's creative partner, right? She, yeah, she co-wrote the previous okay. ones, right? She co- I think co- okay. co-wrote the previous ones, and um, uh, I think her like breakthrough credits were Saving Mr. Banks and Fifty Shades mm. of Grey. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, As a I screenwriter. Think, yeah, so I think she's yeah she, as a screenwriter, and I think she's been, I think she's been like a vet. She she produced, uh, she was executive producer and then producer of the last one, and I think her and Tom Hardy mm. have a very close collaborative relationship, and um, it it makes sense from that regard to me. Um, yeah, and, and if the if the creative steward of that of those two movies, or you know the, the the reason why those movies are good is because of Tom Hardy and his. His ideas again, a a, a version of good. (laughs) Yes, yes, a a very entertaining, different kind of superhero movie uh, that maybe a very close collaborator with him on these films as the director of the third one, which you wouldn't say about the first two, um, is is probably a good news story. Um, And yeah, anyone anyone want to have any opinion on El Muerto? Uh, No, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay, he's a he's a he's a character. Okay, let's talk about the the probably the biggest story of the. No of wait, the month. can, we, and, can oh. we can we just pause to talk about Madame Web? Uh, sure. So, S. J. Clarkson's directing that. Uh-huh. Who, uh huh. Who, you know, Jessica Jones, a big previous superhero thing. If this is right at IMDb, it has the cast as Sydney Sweeney, Emma Roberts playing Mary Parker, mm-hmm. Adam Scott playing Ben Parker. What? I don't know if this is That's right. That's got to be one of those. Yeah. Um, mm, sounds like that. bullshit to me. Isabella Merced <laughs> playing Anya Corazon. That's a character, right? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, Heart of the Spider Aranya. 
Right, okay. Spider Girl, yeah. And then also in the cast, Zosha Mamet, Taharahim, Mike Epps. We need to um, we need to fine. not get our information off IMDb. I mean, well, but those are, those are actors in the movie. So yeah, that, if, that if they're true. all if they're yeah. all I, yeah, the the, the, the character stuff might be speculative. I told you it's just it's the cast is stacked. That's that yeah that's that's wild and obviously Dakota yeah. Johnson has the lead. Yeah, yeah. In, in, Oscar Oscar nominated Dakota Johnson. Did you get a nom last year? Uh, I, I no no she's including a People's Choice Award and nominations for a BAFTA and two. Count them two MTV movie and TV awards. That's one award. That's not two separate awards. Times two awards. Um, yeah, no, that. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's going to be good. Uh, and another thing that. No, no, well, no, 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 no. It's okay. not. No, okay. the, the cast is interesting. That I, I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> but it what might, if there was a lady of where? It might be hmm. good, but let's find out. I, d- I don't think we can say that purely on the basis of having an interesting cast. Correct. Um, but let's talk about interesting people behind the camera. And that's uh, a couple of guys. You might have heard of them. One of them's name is Peter Safran. Hmm, who's that? Maybe rings a vague bell. Yeah, it rings a vague bell. And James Gunn, you'll know him very well. They have just been put in charge of uh, DC Films. Um, uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you here. I'm going to use my veto power for this. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Eugene... <laughs> Okay, so this is, I think, the biggest story we'll talk about. Um, so yeah, these at least you know we don't. There's nothing to announce in terms of projects, right? And we, it's not like Gunn has stuff in the hopper for DC that we that is coming out, or that they these two are linked to any future projects. So this this is just a story. It's a purely kind of speculative story, and it's a you know it's a positioning story for the future. Um, so so the, you know James Gunn, we all know we all know James Gunn. But Peter Safran, um, he... Um, oh, it's here. Goodness, where is it? Um, maybe come back to me for that. But these, the, you know, sort of... This is the Feige role, but for Marvel. So we know, we, we've known that Zaslav has been looking um, for this guy. That uh, Walter Hamada sort of had something, something posturing to the same kind of role over DC Films for the last, you know, five-ish years. There have been some other guys in the mix in this hunt, which has been, you know, fairly public. If, if you read the trades, uh, search for for this guy, um, and yeah, they've 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 picked um, they've picked a sort of a duo, Peter Safran and James Gunn. Um, obviously, James Gunn has had a, you know, a very interesting sort of combo role now over the last ten years ish, or you know, five six years, but between D- between DC and and, and Marvel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what to think about this. I don't really what, know. What a wild ride for James Gunn. Yeah, this, yeah none of none of this exists. This yeah. role would not exist if he had not been cancelled by by the by who was it? I can't remember specifically which right. It was the it was the Snyder fans getting upset. No, there was. Oh well, no, but no was, it was Trump people, wasn't it? Getting upset it was, that he it was, was bad mouthing the president. I can't remember which particular right-wing Twitter dude it was, but got particularly up in arms about it, dug out these old James Gunn tweets, got him fired by Disney, which led to him getting the Suicide Squad gig, Mm. but was ultimately rehired by Disney, got to come back and finish off his... um, His... His... his trilogy and his guardians trilogy and then uh, and add a holiday special into the mix as well meanwhile back at dc they give him a spin-off from his movie 
um, that yeah, his his partner can be the co lead of, uh, <laughs> and um, uh, and yeah, which has then ultimately led to him becoming basically the half of a Kevin Feige for DC, mm. um, and all of this for a guy who started off his career at Troma. Like it, <laughs> that is amazing with, yeah. with Lloyd Kaufman. It's it's wild. Um, I do find it kind of depressing that this that this like um, provocateur director um, mm. has you know this is where he's ended up in an executive role, crafting the direction of a superhero universe. But uh, I mean, good for him. I'm sure he's getting paid. A lot in of money. fairness. James Gunn strikes me as the type of person who can't not make movies. Like even even when he was directing big stuff for Marvel, he was writing other movies and getting them produced and stuff. Like he he just can't not do it. So I think we'll see more from him. It's a shame that it'll probably be within the DC framework, but also I think he's got a long career left in him after after this. So let him let him get some money built up and some clout, and then let's see what he does afterwards. Uh, I've now I have looked at Peter Safran's um, sort of CV, and he he's got the more uh, he's got the more traditional. The thing with the, the thing with the Feige thing is is you know like studio heads are more the Peter Safran's, and they're people that you haven't heard of, and they are you know they sort of they create creative relationships, but they aren't necessarily the front men of, of stuff it's the, the the feige thing is just this unique beast so so in a way so saffron he's he basically had a career as a as a manager in the film industry which isn't an agent but isn't a producer so um you know twitter if you tweet at me i'm at reese explain to me what what a manager is so, you know so so he managed all the loads of actors so he managed brad pitt aniston sandler nicholas cage courtney cox um, and then he's sort of transitioned that into more film producing and, and stuff with Warner Brothers. So that's why the fit is obvious. So he he's he's the guy behind The Conjuring. He's done some loads of DC stuff. So he's an EP on Aquaman, Shazam, The Suicide Squad. Um, he he does the Belko experiment ten odd years ago with that's directed by James Gunn or at least he wrote Written it. Written by James Gunn. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's pro- that's probably. I mean, look, just looking here on uh, Wikipedia, that's pro- that is perhaps where the, the the connection comes. But he's like a horror guy, so you know he's Annabelle creation. He's he's the nun. He's Annabelle comes home. He's a he's he loves Annabelle <laughs> and he, he wants to give us. Annabelle. What was um, the um? What was the uh? The James Wan Deep movie. Oh yeah. What was that going to yeah. bring that back? Yeah. Bring that back. Get that back into production. Uh, yeah. So I think what this, what this, what the announcement says, and you, you know, you said Joe that this it's sad. He's this. He was this provocateur, James Gunn. I mean, and you know, this, he'd been put back in his box here. But you know, you also would look at stuff like. You know, on the edgier end, Joker and the Joker sequel, Fole Fole Carl or whatever. Fole Adder. Fole And then probably on the slightly more more mainstream slice, you got the Batman. You know, DC. The Marvel ship is is gone, right? So if you're DC, you need to be doing something different. They, the Snyder stuff uh, didn't connect enough, so it's not that. Um, so I yeah, I wonder whether this yeah this announcement says. We know we have to be a, a bit, a little bit different, you know, and that's Gun Gun owes his career to the Guardians being a sort of a jut out when Marvel was going in, in a certain direction, uh, and now you could argue that that direction, the the Guardians direction, has become the Marvel direction. But you know, it was a it was a zig when they were when they were when you thought they were going to zag. 
Yeah, and so maybe that maybe they kind of need some people that are going to try and do something different, but not so different. I.e., it's just still a guy who has made very successful versions of these movies and a manager who is who is work. Who you know, who's who. These aren't like these aren't uh, these aren't provocateurs. Not anymore. These are you know working successful Hollywood people. But maybe they have the air of they'll do something a little bit different, and that's kind of what you need. Uh, but also, I just think it's interesting that it, that it needed to be two people that you know you couldn't. You pr- there isn't a fo- there isn't another foggy out there, perhaps. For me, the the most promising thing about this is that James Gunn, having worked closely with Feige at Marvel, can hopefully bring some of that discipline and some of what worked at Marvel to DC. Because, like you say, there's only one Kevin Feige, but if people who've been in his you know orbit for a good 10 years or whatever can take some of what what he does to other com- companies is got to be a good thing mm. right because what dc is doing now is f- flailing and weird and not entirely successful and if they can maybe tighten up a bit fingers crossed it's, it sounds like I, I think there was there was some some talk of there being like an inter- like a zoom call with all warner brothers people like today literally day of recording where mm. they were talking about having like one overall story that they want to tell through the mm. movies which i think you know i think we, we've been saying for a while that that overall direction is something that the dc movies have been lacking um however i i i wouldn't say just bringing the feige brand of stuff over to dc is a good thing um because I, I, I like there is there is already enough homogeneity on the Disney Marvel side, mm. and um, I think for all that the DC EU as a as a total project has not worked, it has occasionally thrown up some really interesting stuff at us, uh, so or some more interesting stuff at us uh, by virtue of not having that kind of overarching competence maybe <laughs> um and um and yeah and, and 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 also you know james gunn made two movies over on the marvel side that we've seen um i thought the second one i, I still think it's got good stuff in it but i think it's worse for gunn having more of a leash um and I would say the same for the Suicide Squad, which I just yeah found really. I think you, know, you mean less of a leash, don't you? You mean less of a leash? Less having of a leash, having more of the right. leash to play with. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. Something with a leash, and um... <laughs> he, you mean the ones where he has more control are the less good movies, and therefore <laughs> this where he has seems to have a whole lot more control. That's maybe not the heading in the right direction if for your in your experience. Not to put words in your mouth. Jack. No, I, 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 I think it. I don't know. I, I felt like Suicide Squad was yeah, but yeah, basically what you were saying. But I don't. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that James Gunn is in this role. Um, but I, I I'm not convinced it's a good thing either. Um, I don't. I, I don't think we've seen enough from him to be convinced that he's got a golden touch um but yeah maybe the maybe the broader direction of the dc stuff will be more competent and i think that that's probably a good thing for their 
more prominent characters. You know, for the for the for the big for the big characters on the DC side, um, and to maybe do some of the stuff that Snyder was aiming to do from a storytelling perspective, but not quite as um, depressing. <laughs> the full on, mm. like not not quite as bleak with not quite as bleak of an a worldview. Mm. We talked about this on our Black Adam Patreon app, but uh, briefly with that stuff in mind, you know, we've got Henry Cavill now coming back. He's Superman. Uh, it looks like it's a fairly sizable commitment because, he, you know, he's been replaced by um, poor young Liam Hemsworth. In, and I say poor young because uh, people don't seem to like that idea very much on the onlines. Uh, so, yeah, what are you guys... You guys... How do you see the return of Superman, particularly in the in the light of the new DC uh, leadership? Does this make you more or less excited? Um, you know, because it's funny you're talking just now about James Gunn doing Snyder, but not so serious. And and on the on the Black Adam episode, I pitched like a Superman in space versus Brainiac kind of thing. You know, and James Gunn, you know, he's just he's a Marvel. He's been a space guy. Um, I just wonder, yeah, wonder your thoughts on that. For me, the thing about James Gunn is that he remembers to put some heart in his movies, and I think that can probably be a good thing for mm. Superman. If he's if he's got any creative steer, like I hope mm. he will say, remember these movies are supposed to make you feel good. Mm. Joe, um, I guess uh, like I I think Henry Cavill is a good Superman. He looks the part. I think he's been underserved by the content prior to this. I think it's positive. I think there is the potential to make a good superhero a super a good Superman movie with Henry Cavill. Um I've got I've got no idea whether that's James Gunn, you know, within whatever plans they have and how heavily it features Black Adam. I don't, I, I I don't know, but um I I think bringing Henry Cavill back to that role is as good an idea as I, I don't think there's anyone that they could have recast him with that would have made more sense than Cavill. So yeah. Hmm. Okay, I got a couple more small castings. We're going to get very brief uh, reactions through, and then I got a f- again a couple, few more stories to finish out the episode. So, um, <clears throat> firstly. Uh, Christina Milliot has been um, Christina Milioti has been cast as sounds like basically the the female lead slash villain slash antagonist of the of the Penguin series. So she's she's been cast as um, comic comic character uh, Sophia Falcone, so the daughter of Carmen Falcone, played by John Turturro in in the Batman. <laughs> um, I think this is fun, uh, and I kind of like the idea of. Colin Farrell penguined up, who was, you know, the best part of that movie, a good, which is a good movie. Although, yes, I gave it the same rating as um, Morbius on Letterboxd. Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that's there's something there to me in in her versus Colin Farrell uh, for nine episodes on HBO Max. A million. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, sounds fun to me. Sounds fun. Love Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Really like Kristen Milioti. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine episodes of a penguin series. I, I I don't know if I want or need that. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever watch that. But that yeah, those are two actors I really like, that, and they're in a thing. Agreed. Um, well, I would have agreed, except I've watched a show called Andor, which I thought I had no place in my life for, and now I'm 
kind of into prequels again or for the first time and also good so you know yeah it's all about who who's behind the camera who's you know who's who's telling the story uh, and finally in the and, smallies and or what finding the smallies uh, <laughs> is william william jackson harper has been cast in a mysterious role in ant-man and the wasp Quantumania, is he Reed Richards? Yes, or yes, no? yes, 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 yes. Wow! Oh, oh, wow. oh, you flipped. You didn't think he was before. <laughs> I do now. I guess. I... Wow. Okay, that's it. That's it for that one. Um, not for the. Well, not for the episode. Cool. No, but, uh, I, yeah. I, re- I, re- I really hope he is. He's, he's, he's good, isn't he? It's good. Casting. I mean, like, and it feels like I it's think obvious. The MCU do that obvious on the nose stuff. Uh, the Fantastic Four is crying out to have some diversity added yeah. to it um hey josh trank did it josh trank did it poorly but yeah that 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 wasn't a bad idea to to look at a, a to, to have a different look to that modern day family mm-hmm. um yeah gd uh, is a is is such a great you know especially fucking buff cheedy that that he outed himself as as that series went on um yeah it makes it makes too much sense as reed yeah. richards and adding him to the cast this you know and finding out about it this late in production in a movie that also features kang yeah i just think he, i i think that's what he is and you can see that that, that like you know <clears throat> If Secret Wars ends up being Reed Richards versus Kang, like like the like the Hickman comic was, you can kind of you can just already see the the energy between and let's let's call him Cheedy for now. Actually, that's the role that I'm most familiar with. Him versus Jonathan Major Kang, you can just see it. You can kind of see you can see what that movie would be, what that conflict would be. I also uh, think he's I, he's uh, really good in a small role in Patterson mm-hmm. as well, uh, which is I think the only other thing I'd seen him in prior to the good uh, good place. Well, I, and I watched I, um, I, in October. I hate scary movies in general. I hate them. They make me spooked out and scared and give me night, give me nightmares. <laughs> in October, though, it's all I watch because I'm a little freak. And I watched Midsummer for the first time, and I knew he was in it. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. I get. I think I thought he was doing something different because you know often sitcom actors, you know they they want to they sort of do other stuff in their first few film roles. But no, he's kind of playing like the the brainy guy who's above it all. Like he, you know, he's doing that. And guess what? Reed, guess what? Reed Richards is. He's the brainy guy. He's the very fucking brainy guy who's above it all. And he's above all because he's done a stretch and he's like stretched up to be above everybody. Um, uh, yeah, I hope that's what happens. Um, okay. So, kind of in casting slash slash uh, um, announcements of new series, um, and this it's sort of this is both I don't know this is both unsurprising and a bit obvious, but also also really cool in my opinion, um, which is Paul Bettany is coming back as Vision in a show maybe called Vision Quest. White Vision is back. Um, yeah, I had, again, I had no knowledge of this. <laughs> yeah, news. right. This was what? Not, not on my radar at all. What is this, is this real? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I, you know. I'm not. I'm not plugged in at the yeah. moment. <laughs> no, no. I know you've had a you've had a little she on. Um, it's yeah. It's 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 pretty real. So what? This new story is from October the twenty eighth, guys. This is two weeks ago. I was very much aware of it at the time. Okay, I was on um, holiday when this happened. That's why. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's it's not there's not more to it than that. But it's apparently it's called Vision Quest. The writers' room has opened in the last couple of weeks. And sources say uh, it will star Paul Bettany and it will follow 
it will follow the adventures of White Vision. Or not? No, you know, that's not what sources say. I mean, um, uh, that's that's the character that 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 the show will take. But you know, it's not a prequel, apparently. Um, okay, so this is extremely fresh news then to both you. And this was in the big news chunk, by the way. I thought this was big news that people should know about, and you didn't even know about it. Um, uh, what do you guys? You know, give me live reacts. You know, podcasters react to Vision Quest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to see him back. Um I hope the show is good. Okay. Do you have any any more words than that? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I needed to see Vision back mm. again mm. or if White Vision is the interesting version of that character. Um but Paul Bettany's very talented. Um he was great in one division, and mm. yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not against it. Maybe, maybe they have another crack at this time, actually doing division, division series. Well, yeah, in a way, you've, you know, we've, I don't know, if, I don't know if James agrees, but we've, we've sort of jumped over some fun vision stuff in the MCU. You know, we've, we've, you cover a lot of ground quite quickly with Vision. Right, he gets introduced, and he's just been created that, you know, ten minutes ago, and then the next time you see him, it feels like it's not, hasn't been that long, and he's in a relationship you know wait can um, i can i preempt hmm. one of your news pieces here is is uh, vision has stuff to do with wonder man right uh-huh yeah and they've and they've just cast wonder man for the wonder man show right yeah 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 that's right um yeah could, could yeah. Are, the, are these things happening at a similar time could i guess they, they are i think, no, they, I think they, wonder man's happening a bit, the same a time. bit before right but still, I but wonder. They, they I wonder whether, it, like, is yeah. there, is there potential for that for those characters to be popping up in each other's shows? Yeah, definitely potential. Indeed. White the um, White Vision series, the Vision Quest series, to be set up during the course of Wonder Man or something. I feel like they're going to have to come up with a different name for him than White. Vision. Gonna have to, <laughs> the Marvel, the Marvel PR, are going to have to try and be like, um, yeah, we actually we, we don't want him to be called White Vision. <laughs> this isn't the White Vision show. This is this is. I don't know the pastel vision or something. <laughs> I'm just looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, James. I know. I know that. I know from reading this news story that Vision Quest was a comic. Do you know anything about Vision Quest, the comic? Um, no. Cool. That that is too deep a cut, even for me. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, we can read the, the, the next story. Was that Yaha Yahya Abdul Mateen II um, is reportedly cast as Wonder Man. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, this kind of interest, this, this, I thought this was interesting, you know, just from a career management point of view, which, fucking hell, Jesus Christ, why am I, why do I read news stories from a career management point of view? What is <laughs> wrong with me and my life and the way I live it? Um, but, you know, you, you, yeah, I don't know that he needed to, yeah, I kind of thought he was on an upward swing and this feels like not the kind of project he, that would be next to be announced of him, I suppose. So, final final new story of the app. Um, a little show that me and James are, are big fans of. And I don't think Joe has watched yet because he's had a little She-Hulk. Uh, the Sandman is getting a second season. <laughs> had you heard that, James? Had you yes, heard that? I had heard that. Wonderful. I, I think it's, it's good news. I don't think we have much to say about it, though. Yeah, the, 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 here's the weird thing, though. The only thing I've thrown to this, I know we want to we want to wrap the episode, but... Netflix haven't officially called this a new a second season. They they haven't. They have said the Sandman will return with new episodes, which I find interesting. So there's a bit of an asterisk on this new story. I would say. 
Um, but anyway, we're getting more of the Sandman. And James, off the top of your head, do you know the next? What's the next? Do you know the next trade paperback? You know, or the next big story after uh, what the first season covers? Off the top of my head, um, Season of Mists is the next one, I think. And is that one a good one? Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, Morpheus and Hell. Um, and oh hell yeah! Following that is a game of you. Is it after that? Which, yeah, a lot of people don't like. Oh, shit. I think. Maybe, I think. maybe that's the I might be misremembering. <laughs> do the one people like, and then we'll decide later on whether we do the shitty one. Yeah. Or do the <laughs> shitty one laugh. Uh, but that's really good. I think that's a really good show. Um, and, and yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's not a great sign, to be honest, that they waited this long to renew it. That uh, you know, And the renewal is a, a bit aster- asterisked. I think that's probably setting up a scenario where whatever whatever's, whatever's next is... Perhaps is all we get, but anyway, we we shan't. Uh, what's the line the Vision has in the Avengers <laughs> at the end? What's the what's the famous line? <laughs> I have Somebody no help. idea what you're talking about. Somebody help! He says a thing about humanity, right? The thing yeah, is yeah, yeah. beautiful because it lasts. Yes, so that's the sad man. <laughs> uh, okay, cool, lovely episode of the podcast we have had there. Um, that's it. Uh, we'll have another episode in a month-ish. Uh, but in the meantime, you can subscribe to our Patreon if you wish. Patreon.com slash Cinematic Universe. Uh, but yeah, for this episode of Cinematic Universe, uh, that's all from us. And we say uh, hello, uh, goodbye podcast. Goodbye podcast. Goodbye podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.